Hey everyone, welcome to Singles from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of FLG. And I'm Seth the Mad Doc, the guy that hits his microphone and your competitive correspondent. Kicker. Look at this. Look Can we at just this. talk about the obvious right now? Do you yeah. see that? Okay, so if you are listening to our podcast, you are missing out on the beautiful visual uh, aspect of this podcast. Every Wednesday live at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., well, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are a live podcast, and you get to see the visual element of the show. Seth, describe what we have on screen right now. Well, uh, the the chat a few weeks ago when we were talking about getting stickers made of ourselves, we were trying to think of what characters we should be, and they really started calling us Shrek and Donkey. And I've been called Shrek <laughs> yes. before, yes, so we too. leaned into that, folks, and I actually commissioned an artist to create us the, the frontline gaming Shrek and Donkey <laughs> characters. Uh, that you see here, um, which already are being made into stickers for Kicker and I to distribute uh, around at uh, the next uh, Frontline Gaming event, which is LVO. I, so. I, I got to say, man, like, I think they got my likeness pretty, pretty, pretty good with, with the donkey yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty good. I was behind the, the sticker, I noticed. Uh, I guess I'm the gingerbread man. Uh, for the for, for we can, Nikki, we can Nikki. add you on, buddy. We can yeah, add you yeah. On. We, we can I feel add. I feel left out. I, I don't think I've been in the show for like what a whole week, two weeks, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. no. It's this okay. is our tech priest here who yeah. uh, handles all the the button pushing in the background. Yeah. Uh, thank you. No, we we should add you to our wonderful Beep, sticker. Boop, boop. Uh, I'd love that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do love the stickers, Seth. Thank you for you know commissioning this, and I uh, I can't wait to share these awesome stickers at okay. events. So, uh, Kicker, what have you been up to, man? What have I been up to, dude? Well, um, I got I got to say, I'm very excited. I picked up my brand new van. Like This is one of those like camping expedition rig kind of things. I spent a lot of time on the road, so uh, I, for, for about six, seven years now, I've always had some sort of form of car, house, wheel thing, and I just got a brand new one, which I'm really <laughs> stoked about. Yes, I know. I can't speak. And I'm not even the sick one. You are the sick one, Seth. Yeah. But but wait 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 I, I gotta show off I, I I gotta brag I have gotten like despite picking up my van I got a little hobby progress in yeah there we go if you're looking at the screen right now I've got the last few of my uh, Squig Hog boys coming together I've got the riders painted separately from the uh, from the mounts and yes that is a baby monitor on my hobby desk because hashtag dad life that is my life right now it is wonderful I love being a father everything's great okay moving on how are you doing Seth I'm uh, I'm recovering from a stomach bug. So if I seem a little less enthusiastic tonight, folks, it's not because I don't care about what we're talking about. It's because I've been uh, not keeping solid food down for a few days, but I'm on the mend. Are you sure it's a stomach bug or did you have Chipotle? No, I definitely didn't have Chipotle. Okay. It was a blessing from Nurgle. Um, many Nurglings were created. I am sorry for that graphic content. <laughs> Um, but before that, I did some painting. I've been working on some kill rigs and commandos, trying to get those finished up for LVO. Just, you know, I last week with uh, us taking the time off, I had some time just to kind of relax and watch some movies and then, uh, you know, work on the house because homeownership has all kinds of fun perks like fixing your AC December 31st in Alabama because you're like, why did my, I need my AC? It's that's, Alabama in winter, but I'm so apparently going to have to fix this. And so just doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> And well, now, now it's uh, just trying to get back into the the groove of life after uh, after the illness there. So, but do, 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 do you have any more painting to do for LVO? Or are you good to go? Yeah. Like, are you? Yeah, I've okay. got to finish Makari, oh, like seven commandos, three distraction grots, and two kill rigs. Oh wow! All right, yeah. So you um, have some work to do, but you they're all like weeks. in progress right all right, now. We'll like, get your it is very now. doable for me to finish those. <laughs> this this setback will not stop me from finishing those. So all right. not a big deal. I, I, I believe in you. Done. I believe in you. 
Um, let's take it into the industry news real let's fast, guys. It. Some new products from the uh, from the GW front. We've got that Eldar Chaos box that's been you know announced. It's a little old news now, but we didn't have a show last week. It's kind of cool. New Eldar models. Everyone's excited about that. New Chaos models. Everyone's excited about that. Um, but, but then we've also got more Eldar models that were released this week. These are the Eldar Guardians. And I was like, mm -hmm. gosh, it's about time, right? Like, these guys oh, needed yeah. it. I don't even like Eldar. What? Come on. Like, these models were so badly needed. I'm so excited. But did you see the new upgrades? I don't. There hasn't been much commotion about it, but it looks like there's several new uh, weapon upgrades for this kit. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen much myself yeah. um, because, again, I've been in a hole yeah, yeah. um so uh but yeah i'm excited to finally get some some new sculpts for those for those eldar players Badly so they can finally needed. stop complaining because by god i think an eldar player at this point can tell you the date of every single kit that's been released because yeah. they've been harping on that for years oh my gosh yeah man yeah 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 and and like you know what no one wants to play i mean listen i would never even consider joining an, an army that has such old models but now that they got the new troops you know and we know they're getting all these other new uh kits in the in the larger box yeah um i i think i think i think obviously there's gonna be a lot of new people jumping onto the army just because of the new models but i think the old veterans will be very happy as well i, I thought you were going to say that you would never play eldar because you have taste and dignity <laughs> you said it not me uh but 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 yes that might be part of the reason as well but talking about things from the past and ancient history did you check out that new third well that re-release of the third edition box with the black yeah. templars and drukari I, I was so confused for them doing that. Like, I was like, I mean, cool, like nostalgia, but also like, was there demand for this? Like so, so there has to be, right? Because there's a lot of diehard Black Templar fans, and that box is what made them a diehard Black Templar fans. When they were little kids, they got the third edition box set. It had Black Templars on it, and for the rest of their life, they love Black Templars. So there's a little bit of nostalgia there. I'm not really a fan of the old uh, Drukari. I guess they were Dark Eldar at the time. I think yeah, the sculpts look a little weird. Some people like them. I'm like, not a fan, but whatever. They yeah. are super pointy and break super easy, even <laughs> yeah. for those old sculpts. But but you know what's missing from this box that I'm very frustrated about? I mean, if we're talking about nostalgia, I want the good and the bad. It's those trees. You know what I'm talking about, right, Seth? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about them pre-show. They were like, they were like, they had one sprue cast in brown, one in green, mm -hmm. and they would be like a stem brown segment and then a leaf green segment, and you would like Lego them together. But they were fragile as crap, and and that's probably why they didn't include it in this re-release of this old box. But I still want like, I, dude, I want my old crummy trees. I thought, I mean, like that's part of the the nostalgia there. Um, hey, well, I, I want probably to got a few broken ones kicking around somewhere. <laughs> right, no, wait, you don't actually have old third edition stuff, do you? Oh wow, yeah. that is that is you are a, you you are a collector. That's I'm impressive. a hoarder, is what you're a meant hoarder. to say. You are sure, a hoarder. I'm gonna go right, collector. Right. Um, you know what I got recently? Let me let me show these up. Can we get get the image on the screen? I got some really cool stuff that I, I have to brag about. Like this is a clear objective marker. Um, I don't know if you can see it on the screen. There we go. Boom. Um, guys, this is from a team I think out of the UK called Team Templar. Um, they make these kick-ass objective markers that are legit, like immersive objective markers. They're totally clear. They have these little like icon logos for like the center, I guess. Um, they're slip resistant. They're anti-fingerprint. You know, there's no. But what, really, what's important is that there's no distracting logos on them. And like Frontline Gaming, we make the the logo filled objective markers for all of our events, and we think mm -hmm. they look sexy as hell. But there's something to say about a mar you know an objective marker that's completely immersive. I I really like that. I'm somebody that like. I, I kind of want to pretend like this is a real battle going on and I don't want to have, you know, things taking me out, out of the battlefield. So I'm, I'm really excited about this. So these are not just clear objective markers, though. They're like really well done. Check them out. Um, Seth, I don't know if you can put the link in, in the chat or if Mr. Quit Tech asking me to do that. I don't yeah, have sorry, power. Sorry, okay. 
Okay, our, our tech priest will do it. Um, I'm not like they're not paying me to say this. I I just got this. I got this set, and I I was just like blown away. I mean, like I said, Frontline gave me makes objective markers, and I have to say that these ones from uh, Temple are just the best I've seen when it comes to clear immersive objective markers. Oh yeah, they also have this like this weird little like. I don't know if you can see this on camera. It's a, it's a sticky pad that you attach to the bottom of the ejector marker so that it doesn't move at all. And it's a reusable little sticky pad. I don't know. It's, hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty clever, innovative um, product that I think everyone should check out. Seth, are you about being immersed in the, the tabletop or do you just like you don't care? You just you just want to play for, you know, for you, you're purely competitive. This is not a visual, visual thing for you. I mean, I just like it as long as it's clear. So yeah. I, I, you know, I'll play on on these. I'll play on the the logo ones. I just like having it clear, and and I find that the having you mean some clear. Form you mean of, as in as in clear where the markers are not yeah transparent. obvious where the three inch <laughs> okay. line is. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, and so yeah, I mean, these would work great, particularly if you got like I do have a desert themed table at home. My orcs yeah. are desert based. I have desert based terrain. So like yeah, these would look great in that scenario. Totally. Yeah. But they also still make it very obvious when you're within that terrain range, which yeah. is really the best part for me. I mean, these are the most immersive way to still. Um, obviously define where a objective marker is or the area or ages. Anyway, go check them out, guys. Like I said, they're, they're, these are just a product that I picked up that I'm I'm in, I'm in love with. And uh, the packaging was a little weak, but the product is a top notch. And so that's that's all that really counts. Um, I want to talk about LVO because we have a a pile Wait, of stuff. Yeah, L LVO is yeah, that LVO right? That's a thing. Yeah, I think it's how, like in how far how far away are we from that? Yeah, right. LVO is at the end of this month, guys. <laughs> Last weekend of January, and where we, we have like, what what like what. 23 days away? Yeah, I know, right? I am rushing to get everything ready. It's, it's <laughs> insane. Um, I did have a really good uh, few phone calls this week, and I, I got to talk to Monument <laughs> Hobbies. They're going to be there in in full force. Uh, they're going to have awesome stuff. Yes, if you're getting a uh, 40K you know, high rollers package, you're going to get some really cool stuff from Hob uh, Monument Hobbies in, in that in that package there. Yeah, I know, right? Seth, you, do you have a high rollers? I do. Yeah, you do. yeah you do. of course you do, right? Um, but even if you are not a high roller, Monument Hobbies will have their booth there. And I don't know if you've seen their paint, Seth, but it's the pro acrylic paint. It's gorgeous. I, 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 not, I, I, I'm putting my hand up. I don't, you can't really yeah. see it. Okay. It's kinda, yeah, you're real uh, backhand. Your tentacle up. Monument <laughs> Hobbies. If yeah. I could just wait, make one recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. white is so good, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And and dude, like that's a hard paint, right? Like yeah. if, if if that that yeah. really shows the quality of a brand. If they can if they can knock their white pigmented paint out of the park, like that's that yeah. proof right there, it's right? Amazing yeah. in air and not get it like all oh. chalky and Ooh. chunky. Yeah. Could we get an image of something they've painted? Uh, I think Wyatt Turk, our our, oh, yeah. our painter, gotta, you know, yeah. friend. Uh, he's a Wyatt Turk of Jack of Clubs. Painted one of those Joy Toy action figures. Uh, using oh, there we go. Boom, there we go. Look at that. Isn't Boom. that not gorgeous? That is a hundred percent all uh, Monument Hobbies Pro acrylic paint, nice. and it is it's it's just gorgeous. Let's just be honest, Seth. Like. Come on, that's that's yeah, it looks pretty dang good yeah. to me. Yeah, that's that's just beautiful. Yeah, so 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 check them out. They will be an exhibitor at LVO, and they'll have a full line of paint there for you to buy. Yep. Let's keep on moving along to the, one of the big, big, big boys. I had a long call today, a very long call with the GW folks, and um, the, the phone call lasted a long time, and they kept on telling me all this awesome stuff that I really want to share. Um, and I can't go into all the details, but I can say some stuff uh, that I'm that I'm pretty about, uh, pretty proud about. Uh, basically, GW, um, they're they're not allowing me to go everything, so I have to read my notes. Sorry, give me a second here. Okay, um, I know, I know. If I leak something, they're going to kick my butt. Um, okay, okay, here we go. I mean, I'd watch that. You're right. Yeah, I do not want to piss them off. Chat, okay, you want to so, watch like Mike Branch just like roundhouse <laughs> kick kicker? 
Yeah, please don't kick kicker. That's not cool. I mean, um, we'd have to make Mike Brandt dress up as like Patrick Swayze from like Roadhouse, though. Can we? <laughs> Mike, can you make that happen? Yeah, buddy? no, please come no, on, please no. Just so, 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 GW is going to have their their massive booth there. If you've been to LVO before, you know they have a massive booth, and of course they're going to have every single Forge World model you can imagine. I mean, with plenty of stock of it. So, so if you want to get Forge World and you're at LVO, like that's that's what you do. You go get your Forge World stuff. But they're having a lot of stuff that that they're really trying hard to, to pull in. It's all about you know some shipping delays and stuff but they're trying to make it happen and i'm talking about stuff on like crazy licensed products that you just can't get anywhere else like they're gonna have shot glasses tankards tankards i think there's like the giant ale glasses or whatever yeah. right yeah are they gonna um, have an orc one <laughs> right I, i'm sure they'll have an orc make, one make set. it happen guys i want they're gonna an orc have one. bowls like like licensed gw bowls uh, um of course those oh my god Ticker, yeah. are they cereal bowls? Uh, uh, clearly, that is what I'm buying. I am buying a GW bowl so I can eat my cereal every morning. Um, they're going to have those plush nurglings and a bunch of other plush stuff. Um, something I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about, though, is they're going to have that, that gorgeous, the, the, the gorgeous numbered art that they have that you yeah. know, is super popular. So they're going to have a bunch of that as well and those sexy enamel pins that are pretty hard to find. And um, I... I I don't I, I I can't read my note if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I'm going to just say it anyway because it's it's the thing I'm most excited about. I think they're trying hard to to source uh, some inventory on those very popular action figures. So nice. yeah, um, but okay. Here here's the thing that like you know oh, the, I got a pro tip for you guys too, right? Seth, you and I figured out this pro tip, and I can say this pro tip is in effect at LVO. They will have that week's new releases in massive yep. quantities. So if we all know there's a bunch of stuff on the horizon. If that is going to be available to the public that weekend, if it's coming out that weekend, the GW booth will have it in crazy quantities and you can go get it. So, you know, we, we know there's a lot of new stuff coming. coming. Expect yep, to be yep, able to yep. go. Yeah. So, so go, go hit that. Now, here's here's the really special thing that I, I can say that GW is giving me 100% approval to say. Um, everything was unapproved is what right. I'm hearing. Everything else was maybe not the actual so. They said <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to be in deep crap tomorrow um okay so 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 check this out guys if we lose a midstream guys it's because yeah, right. gw got them they control the world um no gw is coming with an lvo ex ex exclusive product this is something you can only uh and will only ever be able to get at the gw booth at lvo this is um a brand new deck of those secondaries for the 2022 gt missions this will be extremely limited and like i said you can only get it at lvo so you know those those you know secondaries that we all know and love well you'll be able to get a, a beautiful deck for the 2022 missions nice from yeah the, an official gw product uh at the lv uh, at their booth like i said it, it's limited they're only doing it here at lvo and when it sells out it sells out um, so if you are in the area on Thursday, go to hit up their booth at 4 PM, um, is when we'll open up to the exhibitor hall. And of course, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But if, if you want those, you know, limited run 2022 secondaries, yep. go buy them then and there. And um, those cards are very handy. We got sets of those, the 2021 ones when we were at, uh, the GW New Orleans event. And they are very handy for just like, okay, I'm going to select mine. I'm going to face down and mm -hmm. my opponent faces down his. And then we both reveal simultaneously. And it's always and, a nice little trick. And dude, I was surprised. I didn't, I mean, like, I, I know that they're like, GW is doing all sorts of special stuff for LVO. I, like I said, this is other stuff I can't go into details about, but I didn't think they were going to do these secondaries only at LVO. I figured they'd roll these when, secondaries. When do the, the second Seth and Kicker themed models come out? Is yeah, that right, this right, year right, or are right, we right, waiting right, for right. next year on that one? <laughs> I would love that, man. Uh, I doubt that's ever going to happen. <laughs> um, hey, but let's We will both be, of course, Primaris lieutenants. Of course, naturally, naturally. We, we just hel hel helmets on. That's all it is. Like They've already yeah. done that of us before. We had our helmets on, though. Yep. Um Let's go into the nitty gritty though. Uh, a few rapid fire things regarding the LVO. Ready for this? Deep breath. 
mask will be worn regardless of your vaccination status. This is confirmed. This is what's happening. Everyone will need That's to good. wear a mask on site. It doesn't make a difference if you've been vaccinated and boosted three times over. Uh, you got to wear your mask while you're in the hall. That's uh, We're going to be following exactly the, the guidelines present in Clark County where Las Vegas is taking place. If you are flying internationally, um, you're going to want to get one of those at-home COVID tests, assuming your airline allows it. Uh, it seems like most airlines flying to and from the UK are allowing it, but check with your airline. Basically, just bring an at-home test with you. We don't want you to be at LVO scrambling to try and find a, a testing center so that you can fly home. That's just no fun for anyone. Mm -hmm. um, also, guys, yes, the new Custodies and Gene Stiller Cult Codexes will be in effect as per our player packet. The player packet states rules after the 15th are not allowed. The FLG judges intended for the this, this last rules drop to be played, so this was all done intentionally. GSC and Custodies will be allowed to be played at LVO. Yeah, woo, woo, right. There's a few uh, excited GSC players there. Uh, I'm no, excited for some variety. Right, right. Uh, and, and oh, guys, no, we're not changing the format. A few people have asked and asked again and asked again and then emailed me and then texted me and sent me emails. No, we are not changing the format for LVO uh, to use the next season chapter approved missions. The LVO is the season finale. Um, so yeah, we're going to be using the existing rule set, but literally right after that, rolling right into Cherokee in the, in the next month, that will be using the, the new missions. There will be a bar. People always want to drink. There will be a bar open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the Champions Hall, as well as another ball or bar and a full concession stand outside in one of the halls. And we will be having breakfast and lunch served throughout the day. No dinner. You have to go off site for dinner. Sorry, guys. Um, the Wi-Fi. That was another thing people have been asking about. Wi-Fi will be in the guest. If, if you're a guest at the hotel, you're going to get Wi-Fi included with your guest room uh, for up to two devices. And that should work in the conference center. I've Is been that told through anyone at the hotel or if you booked in the LVO room block? Yeah, I got the LVO room block. It's guaranteed. I can't promise you if you didn't book it through our room block. You might have one, but I know with the, LV uh, the LVO room block, you get two access codes to use the Wi-Fi. And I've triple checked and they say the Wi-Fi, the guest room Wi-Fi should work in the conference center. Um, it's going to be, it's not super high speed. It's kind of your standard coffee shop Wi-Fi, but it, it should be able to do the trick for you. All right. Um, and, oh yeah, guys, because as of last week, you guys were all talking about coffee and espressos and donuts and what we wanted to have food. And, and this is why you listen to our show live and you join in on the chat. You guys voted, you told us what you wanted and we're going to make it happen. We're going to have the, the standard cheap ass drip coffee and breakfast sandwiches, not donuts. Because apparently nice. you guys are crazy and you don't want sugar. You want like something more substantial. Kicker, not all of us can live off sugar. Some of us are diabetic. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But th there will probably be a few pastries because I'm demanding it. But yeah, there will, there will, there will be coffee and breakfast sandwiches uh, early in the morning for you to grab your food so you don't have to get you know stuck in the long line at Starbucks before coming into the hall. Seth, take it away. What do we got happening in the FLGN? Stuff. Stuff. I'm kidding, guys. Um, so yeah, that's uh, you know everyone was kind of taking a slow week there. Um, this week, uh, Grim Dark, Grim After Dark uh, was uh, bringing Adam Solis on to talk about the the we'll call it the fun and the challenges of judging a thousand person event. Because um, Adam Solis is is yeah. one of our veteran frontline gaming staff yep. judges. Yeah, so he was on there, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean the 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 team's all back together. Everyone's back to to running. So. Chapter Tactics, Us, Thursday Show, everyone's firing again. So uh, the the whole cycle starts anew again this year, folks. So everyone just buckle up and get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, uh, let's spin back real quick. One question, yeah, yeah, is sure. there going to be water available in the hall? Okay, yeah. So uh, if you are an LVO veteran and you've been there, you know there is gonna, there will be water again this year. But as always, the water is likely going to run out. I mean, you have that many people. The staff there just can't keep those things full. 
Have so they considered we, a fire hose? Yeah, right. Just just talk about fire hose. So there will be water there. Yeah. Uh, Kicker, pretty, wait a minute. This is a good idea. What shoot. we could do is we could have the fire hose that we could use to fill up water bottles. And then if you need to get a shower, we'll just turn the hose on you. I'm all for it because we do know how uh, fragrant many 40K players are. So I, I think that'd be mm, like a great solution right there. Um, but yeah, no, bring a water bottle. Just cover your butt, you know, make make sure you've got water with you because hydration is important. And of course, there will be a bar open, but I don't think you want to be hydrating yourself off of hard liquor the entire time. I, don't I mean, some people will be, but <laughs> I, people can I don't know that everyone is ready for that weekend. Um, <laughs> let's bring on our guest, the main yes. segment, probably what like 80% of people are here for, not you and me. Yeah, um, Let's bring them on. Our guest tonight is Leo Correa. Leo, am I yes. saying your last name right? Because I realized at this particular moment in my life, I don't can, can know we bring if I pronounce your last name right. Uh, Correa, actually, Correa. but it's, it's no, probably it's, not the worst someone said. Correa, I've okay. been working with you for over a year, and I have not gotten your last name right a single time. I am so sorry. It's all right. All right. We just spent hours upon hours sitting next to each other at events. It's fine. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I I only pop in in and out. He sits next to you the whole time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we hold hands sometimes too, and I've just been wow. I'm terrible. I I apologize for being a terrible uh, colleague. <laughs> well, anyway, Leo, um, for those of you that know, you've been working with FLG now for what, over a year? Just over a year. Just yeah, over a year. Last and, and Leo uh, was part of the group that put together the player optimized terrain. He is the one that has written your player optimized terrain packet. And that's what we've brought Leo on for tonight is to talk to you folks, to answer your burning questions about the terrain system. So you know exactly what you're getting when you come to the LVO. So, Leo, are you ready to take us through how the terrain rules work for LVO? <laughs> I am. And also, I just want to throw it out there that I know a lot of people are very apprehensive about player-optimized terrain. And I have no problem sharing the, the credit for coming up with the idea because when Reese and Frankie brought it up to me, I was originally 100% opposed to it. I was like, this is going to be an awful idea. This isn't going to work. So after going through it and working it out and with them and making sure that everything falls into place, it's it's not as scary or not as bad as it was back in the day where a lot of veteran players might be opposed to the idea of it. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we had I mean, to change the name in, 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 in intentionally. We couldn't call it player place terrain because there's just too much of a negative stigma with that. Player optimized terrain has been getting great reviews from both veteran yeah. players and, and new players and, alike. And I can tell you that John Q loves him some pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, so it's definitely not an easy thing to look at and not be scared of if you're not used oh yeah. to it. It's a lot of what? words. Words words scare us. I, I just, can't read. I don't know about you guys, but I just stare at the blank page. I'm like, I'll make something up. <laughs> Noted. Do not play games against Leo and check his rules. Check his rules. <laughs> I know my rules anyway, pretty well. Let's let's go through how the system works. Um, and then let's get into some of the questions. So um it starts the the kind of the, the terrain rules kick in after you roll for attacker defender, right? Yes. Uh, so right. I'm just going to go down the line, if you guys right. don't mind, yeah, and read exactly it. what's in the mission packet, so that way I don't misquote something or paraphrase something poorly. Um, so we'll start there. All right. Uh, so the first bullet is, we'll be using the following terrain maps for our 40K Champions events. We may adjust these maps, rotate in other maps, or add additional maps as we get closer to the event. Please use these images as examples. And... Uh, as I'm digging through terrain and finalizing everything to make sure it's ready, I want to stress to everyone that there will be some variation to these images. There will be some additional maps. I'm going to do my best to get examples out for any additional ones, but 
just know that there will possibly be some variation to what you see and keep that in mind. Also, right. Reese wanted me to go ahead and let everyone know that for us, a portion of the event in the champions specifically, GW has been gracious enough to allow us to use some of their tables. So along with the ITC terrain and anything that we provided, the style of terrain that is used at GW events will also be used on some of those tables. Uh, Leo, what, what rule set will be used for the GW? Just just so it's out in, in the open, what rule set will be used for the GW terrain at the 40K Champs? Exactly what they use in their own packets. Okay. So it's just going to be the same exact thing. It'll give people the same taste of what happens at GW official mm -hmm. events. Uh, we don't want to mess around with their terrain and confuse anyone that has been there. So, so, so the GW terrain will not be under the player optimized terrain. So you won't be placing that yourself. That's pre predetermined placement. Right. Because right. their, their design is specific to work in that manner. So I don't want to change it in any way. You don't want to, you don't want to mess around with success. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've played both sets. I mean, GW's, train with their gw train with their rules works really really mm -hmm. well yeah it does okay anyway continuing all right moving on um prior to each game players will use a total of 10 minutes off the clock to settle pre-game actions and adjust terrain um there's actually a really good video that uh, was put out by black rabbit gaming that shows that even with having a minor idea of how to do this, you can definitely get this all done within the first 10 minutes allotted to you. Mm -hmm. uh, on average, they got things done in less than five. So that gives you time to scream over each other while you're standing next to people in the hall, trying to talk to people, make sure everything is great with you and your opponent. So some people might think 10 minutes isn't a lot. I can assure you it's plenty of time. Uh, on the example images in the mission packet, there is keywords assigned to each piece of terrain. Uh, note some terrain pieces that are less than five inches height will be using the obscuring keyword. This is done to make sure that players have adequate places to hide. Um, as a lot of people know, our terrain is from a different era where height wasn't necessarily as important. Uh, once GW pushed over into ninth edition and you needed a height requirement to effectively use different kinds of keywords, we're, we're not quite there. So please understand that look for the keywords and look for the number assigned to the piece of terrain. Uh, it might be a little confusing, but it's, it's there to help you try and have a good game experience because mm -hmm. no one likes being blown off the table. We want to give you places to hide. Exactly. Uh, note: some terrain pieces will have the breachable keyword that do not have removable tops. If this is the case, place models on top of the terrain as close to the actual position as possible and inform your opponent, which floor they're on. This kind of comes into a situation of, being big players and being able to explain to your opponent, this is my intent. Yep. Um, I know intent can be a little wonky for some people, but some of the terrain features will be able to open up and you can physically put them in. Some of them can't just know that if they're breachable or scalable, you can go ahead, move your models in there and uh, explain yeah. that. To your and a lot of times people page. will do that too, just for ease of play. Like I'm not going to fiddle with putting these in the bottom floor. These are on the top floor for they're easy to see. And I'm just telling you they're on the bottom floor. That's also a nice way to keep the models easily seen. So your opponent remembers that those models are there too. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that just, I think that's a good idea, regardless of whether or not you can actually disassemble the terrain and put crap in it. Right. 
All right, so here's the part that I guess everyone is interested in. Uh, terrain placement rules. Terrain is divided as shown in the images below along with the center line of the deployment map rolled. Note the line shown in the images is an example and will differ based on the map rolled, but is used to the example of how map would be divided in half for a hammer and anvil style deployment. So what that means is in the example pictures, uh, you'll see a dotted line splitting down the table. Uh, this is splitting the table between your half of the terrain and your opponent's half of the terrain. So that's where the attacker defender role becomes a little bit more important because you need to pick what half of your terrain or what half of the terrain you would like. Um, so you take the things that look similar on your side, that's what you're responsible for. And again, as things should be similar, there might be some variation between it, but Hopefully, especially on the beginning of the days, stuff will be split apart so you know exactly whose half is what. So, so to be clear, depending on how the table is split, the the halves of the terrain on a particular terrain set might change between missions because of different deployments. Or do the terrain halves always remain the same and are just deployed in different positions? They're just deployed in different positions. Okay. So it's just showing, as a player, I am responsible for these pieces of terrain okay so the images in the packet are showing this is player a set player yeah. b set of terrain and so you'll you'll pick which set you want and then you'll place that set in your half of the table yeah. which is determined by deployment zone not necessarily by the dividing line on that image correct so this is the, the image is specific to hammer and anvil mm -hmm. deployment which um gonna jump ahead a little bit but there, there was a question of what to do in like the corner style deployments or the old school. Yeah, like search and destroy, vanguard, yeah, search and destroy of those. Right. So those are a little bit confusing because your deployment zones are a little weird. Um, the center line between deployment zones is that diagonal line. So corner to corner on the map. Okay. Uh, so hammer and anvil is straight down the center and then uh, vertically and then uh, hammer and anvil, or I'm sorry, Dawn of War would be the other direction. What about like one of the, the table quarter style deployments, like search and destroy? Would it be that diagonal line corner to corner then? Right. That would still be the corner to corner. Split okay. There. All right. Cool. So, boom. Questions. So I know I jumped answered. ahead into some of the questions, but I felt like that was a good yeah, time. Yeah, it was no, a good, perfect, good yeah. time to, to hit it. So, um, and then Richard is zooming in over your face. Uh -oh. We're right. getting a very close look. And, and, and guys in the chat, uh, definitely ask your questions, and we're going to get to them throughout this episode. Yep. Uh, all right. All right. So yeah, if you, uh, guys, I'm also trying to keep an eye on chat. So if you do have questions for Leo as we're going through this, throw them in there. But we're going to keep rolling. Uh, the next bullet point is the defender chooses their table side, and players separate the terrain as shown in the images, kind of like I just explained. Mm -hmm. Note this is deviation from the normal, the normal order of operations, starting with the defender. Players alternate placing one piece of terrain from their half of the terrain in their table half at a time until all terrain has been placed. All terrain must be placed. Yeah, and that's a so, big one because there was some confusion early on when this system was adopted. And some folks, when they couldn't get a piece to fit, were choosing to not place terrain on the table, which is not okay. You will, I have been told by the judges, you will get carded for doing that if they catch you. Yes. Uh, so if during the process you figure out you can't effectively fit the terrain, do not go ahead and shove it under the table. Don't put it anywhere else. Like everything must be placed. I promise you it can all fit there. It might be a little so tight. If, 
if they did have a situation where they felt they couldn't place it, what should they do? You could always contact a judge. Yep. Uh, you could always work it out with your opponent of, hey, I've obviously messed this up a bit. Is it okay if I nudge things a little bit one way or the other? And that is between you guys to be uh, accommodating players and opponents. Yep. But if you're really at an impasse, you can always call the judge team. They're happy to help. And we've got um, more judges this year than ever before. So, yeah. Cool. And kicker personally will come over and adjust your terrain if you yes. bought a, a super secret high roller package. Yes. And it will bring you cereal. <laughs> and he'll bring you cereal. No, I didn't even oh, get man, one of those tickets, folks. <laughs> I should buy a ticket just for this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. And also, this puts a, a bit of emphasis on the attacker defender role. Um, a lot of times people have said that it just doesn't mean anything. Now this means you can pick more advantageous terrain. Look, the terrain's fairly balanced between what each player gets, but it allows you to like, okay, I really want that piece versus that piece. And it allows you to have first chance of putting it down. Yeah, uh, And that completely dictates what your opponent might start wanting to do. And it engages the small yeah. game of cat and mouse. Because uh, to getting back to the terrain placement, terrain must be four inches away from all other terrain pieces and the board edge. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, anything marked in these images with an asterisk, uh, they need to be six inches away from anything else with an asterisk. Yep. And those are generally, as a rule of thumb, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Leo, but those are usually your, your large obscuring ruins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that I think this is another good point for us to, to kind of deviate from your, your rundown and go back to the uh, listener questions. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Can terrain be deployed on the halfway line on the board or is it classed as a table edge? So like how close Ooh, can I get my question. terrain to, to the edge of my half of the table? Because yes. that would influence where my opponent can put his terrain on his half. Right. That, that does influence it. And that's also part of the game. Oh. So you can put it directly well, with the image that has been brought up. If you wanted to take that, the, the L-shaped terrain and you wanted to put it directly on that line, don't mm -hmm. put it past that half line. You could put it there and you can influence where your opponent puts wow, it. Wow, that is, yeah. I didn't so, even know that. I like that. So like it, can, it. it can't be passing the line, but it can be right up against it. It can be right oh. up against it and it could force your opponent to just stay four inches to six inches, depending what they want to place in that yep. particular part of the table. That could force them off the center line. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I guess that uh, we got a little, I don't know if the, the people at home heard, but... Uh, Admech Richard came in. Uh, the the orc set here is unique in that it has one piece that's getting literally bisected by the middle line. How do it's we function massive, that? massive building? Yeah. Yep. So specifically for that terrain or any terrain situations that might come out in the future, if that is if there's a piece of terrain in the center of the image being bisected by that dotted line, that is where that physical piece of terrain will remain. So on every single orc table that big building will be in the center of every single table. Unless there's a center objective, then you slightly move it up or down a little bit, right? Correct. So again, going back to where the center line between the two deployment zones are, in this example, it's the hammer and endel style. In any case where that there is a objective in the center of the table, obviously the objective can't be in the terrain feature, so it needs to move. Uh, the defender, their first piece of terrain will be that center piece and it'll shift up or down that vertical line until or as little as possible until that objective is clear all right so yeah so in the missions with a, with a center objective the defender gets to move that and they move at the minimum distance it takes to clear the 40 millimeter objective token right exactly right 
Um, so a lot of people are going to use the, the, the objective markers like kicker was showing earlier, the three inch ones. You don't have to clear the full three inches, just that 40 millimeter center yes, portion. Right. Just where the physical objective would be, not the area that would be scoring yep. the objective. Uh, circling so, back around in the chat real quick, just to uh, hit a point. Uh, Blake asks, asterisk terrain has to be six inches from other asterisk terrain or all other terrain. I believe it is all other all asterisk other terrain. terrain, not all terrain. Is that correct? That is correct. So asterisk must stay away or must stay six inches away from any other asterisk. So in the image that just got scrolled up here, uh, you can have those area terrain pieces be as close as four inches. Uh, it doesn't matter that they're sitting next to a ruin. And that also means that anything without the asterisk can also be up to four inches. So your cargo container and that pseudo forest section can be fairly close together. So asterisks only have to stay six inches away from other asterisks. Um, so you can get the other train uh, four inches. Um, so yeah. What else are we, are we missing in the, in the bullet points, Leo? Let's see. Where, where, where were we? We've been jumping around a bit. We have been. Sorry. Uh, okay. So we, we covered the orc table in the center. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're just down to keywords. Uh, not quite, because we've got to cover fortifications. Oh, true. We do. Oh, uh, yeah. Fortifications. Those. Uh, if either player has a fortification, they may place it on the table for the purposes of measuring space during this step. But it will be deployed during, uh, be that, excuse me. But it will be deployed following the normal rules. So uh, if you do decide you want to bring a fortification, we don't want to tell people, well, you're you're out of luck. Uh, you got to figure that in at some other point after you did it. You can put your fortification down as like an early deployment step because it typically will get deployed with your army. So that allows you to try and figure a way to wiggle it in. Yeah, I like that. Makes it makes it functional. I believe. Um, oh, I believe was John Lennon did that with sisters. He really yeah. there was like yeah, sanctum at um, Lone Star. Yeah, the Lone Star. Yeah. Yeah. So so it makes it makes terrain pieces that are very strong, but maybe not playable in in a lot of other scenarios. Playable in these scenarios. So that's that's right. I like that. And again, it still might be very difficult to fit on the table because you have mm -hmm. to place everything still. But it still gives you the option to try and put it down. Yeah, and exactly. if if you're bringing it, you're already working with the gamble of getting on the table, anyways. Yep. And now keywords. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, the the last two points. So we'll we'll, we'll lead it there, Seth. Two points is uh, something that people were asking about of making sure models can move across the table. Uh, I actually updated this about two hours ago is in the instance or in the instance one or more players has a model that has a footprint more than six inches in diameter and the narrowest measurements such as the brass scorpion adjust terrain is needed to allow the model to traverse the board when placing terrain if it is found a model cannot fit through a four inch gap and it cannot legally move up and over the terrain using its full movement the move then move the terrain the minimum distance necessary to allow the model to fit through Note, full movement means a model's furthest movement tier without advancing. Call a judge for any assistance. All right. So so I like that. It it it, it clarifies how, because a lot of people are going to try to use this terrain system to block movement lanes for some of the larger models out there. So um, I think that's very, very good to have that clear. Mm -hmm. um, now, I, from playing here at home with my orc set, um, a lot of the terrain uh, for the frontline gaming system has a uh, an MDF base that is larger than the actual structure itself. Um, so, would uh, you know can can a vehicle go over the top of that base and not if but not actually into the building? 
Yes. Yeah. So yeah. just like normal, yeah. the, the vertical distance or the, the vertical walls is going to be what's going to restrict your movement. Yeah. So if there is an area terrain piece that kind of like stretches out or like on the, the orc L's, uh, you can move over the flat portion and not get stopped. And that's perfectly fine. Yep. So that makes it so a lot of models can still move around the board. So um, hopefully it shouldn't be too much, too much of a bummer for the people that are bringing the big models, like, like someone playing kill rigs, <laughs> three right. kill rigs. And we, we just want to make sure it. that like people are coming to the LVO and to FLG events to have fun and play with their toys. We don't want them to feel discouraged from playing a certain way or doing what they want to do. So have fun, play with their stuff. And with the player optimized terrain, you can still try and dictate where people are moving their models, but we don't want them to get walled in on their half of the table or get walled in in a certain way. But as a player, you have to think about, oh, I'm going to play against Knights. I want to force them this direction, maybe buy some time to do something, but we don't want you to just be like, nah, pound sand, you're over there forever. Yep. All right. Yeah, that was one bullet point. You told me there was two. All right. The second bullet point. <laughs> is uh, something I didn't think I needed to address, but after going to the New Orleans Open, I definitely needed to address. Layouts that have multiple carbon containers assigned to a player's half oh of their terrain are permitted to stack the carbon containers on top of one another or use them to cover separate areas of the table following the placement guidelines above. Carbon containers cannot be placed vertically and must have their longest sides parallel to the tabletop. So, 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 guys, we all know what the cargo container is, and and some players have been very crafty and have been putting them vertically, like chimneys, I guess. Uh, and and so, Leo, you're saying that is allowed? Uh, that is not allowed. Okay. The opposite of what he's saying. The opposite yes. of what you're saying. <laughs> the long edge has to be on the table, the not the edge. narrow okay. side. So, because so I, know so I get... applaud, uh, I applaud everyone that thought of that and used it because I wasn't gonna be like, oh no, you can't do that mid event, but. Yeah. No, the the intent is definitely to have them flat yeah. on the table. Uh, let me let me circle back before we get to keywords. Even though I really want to get to keywords, um, <laughs> Aesthetic Deluxe says uh, that the four inches is too narrow for night bases because knights are four and a half inches. Like we were talking about, Aesthetic, um, a lot of these area terrain pieces you measure from the edge of the MDF base, but exactly. you can actually put your model up on that base as you move over. So the gaps end up being a little bit wider between the walls of ruins than that four inches, and you're able to traverse through there. Seth, uh, you're so, absolutely right. A lot of those buildings, a lot of the frontline gaming ITC yeah. terrain sets have that MDF terrain, and that gives you another two, an inch to two inches yeah. around the edge. So yeah, your your, your knight should be able yeah. to fit. I've, Remember John, one, the, the head uh, judge for LVO, he is a diehard knight player. Yeah. So he's, and he's, I've been playing with uh, with kill rigs on this terrain for the last couple of weeks, and I they're the same size as a knight base. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you that you can make it where you can get around the table uh, I wouldn't say easily. They're certainly going to be, you know, you got to drive around a building so your opponent can definitely slow you down, but they can't block you off entirely. So you can definitely get those models around. Yeah. And like I was saying before, the clarification that we put in today is strictly there to make sure people can play the game and have fun the way that they want to try and do it. Yep. All right. So that key, keyword, Seth, we're, we're there. Keywords. There we go. Let's get it out of the way. Do it. All right. So just like uh, out of the GW mission packet, Got the 11 different keywords, defensible, breachable, difficult, ground, it's cover, unstable position, exposed positions, obscuring, light cover, heavy cover, scalable, and inspiring. So on every single one of the example images, there is a section that is annotating if it's area terrain, an obstacle, whatever style of terrain it's supposed to be, 
and the corresponding keywords that I just went over with a, a, a key in the mission packet saying mm -hmm. what numbers are attributed to that piece of terrain, uh, which since everyone is here and listening specifically on the orc terrain set, the little wall banner or the, <laughs> the little, yeah, the little the, the copyright safe tower yeah, banner. There you go, there we go. Um, I can wog. <laughs> that is an actual physical terrain feature that is supposed to be placed on the table. It doesn't go on top of other things. It doesn't get thrown on the table. Yeah, you're talking about the little uh, orc face on the little cross almost. Right. It has its own keywords. It has its own effect. Um, Reese is very proud of those, of making those. He wanted them implemented on the tables, so they are there. So make sure that when you're playing, they get placed appropriately and not stuck on some other type of building or anything like that. All right. Um, all right. I think, and the important point, I sorry, I wanted to stress with keywords, which is why I was hammering on keywords so much. Um, <laughs> Terrain pieces that look very similar between tables may have different yeah. keywords on different terrain sets. Um, so that is really important to check each time you're setting up your terrain uh, to check the, the keywords for that set. Because sometimes, and I think, for instance, there is one set of tables where there is a set of trees that are obscuring um, versus other tables they are not. And, and it's really just best practice, right? You get to a yeah. table, you meet your opponent, you quickly say, okay, these pieces of terrain have these. You just review it. Just do it really fast yeah. so that you're all so, on the same page. Yeah, you don't want to get mid-game and get surprised by something like that, that you didn't check the packet, and your opponent's like, hey, you can't shoot through that woods. It's obscuring. And you're like, but, uh, but what? So just make sure you check. 90% uh, of the time, they're going to be the same, but it's always just a good, you know, you're already going to have to pull up the image anyway to see which half of terrain is whose. So you might as well check your keywords while you're doing it. And that's a good thing to also just go through with your opponent. Hey, this one's got obscuring. This one has dense. So everyone knows exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. right. Thanks for bringing that up. All right. I think that's the entire terrain packet. There we go. Boom. Guys, I think it's it, it seems like it's a lot, it, it, and, and, but really it's pretty intuitive. I am yeah. not gifted with being a good player or a, or a guy to latch into rules quickly, but uh, I, I, got, I got the hang of this really fast. And it allows you to basically build your dream deployment zone. At the end of the day, that's all you're doing, yeah. right? You're not impacting your yeah. opponent's deployment you're, zone. You're only impacting your own. Yeah. And, and there's definitely like, I know, you know, some people don't like the mini game of terrain placement, you know, trying to outplace each other. It's really not, I, I look at it. Um, I, you know, I try to be a competitive player folks, but I'm not the best out there. I look at it, not screwing myself more than screwing my opponent. Um, cause I have screwed myself on a few, a few test games where I've made my own bottlenecks for my kill rig. So if you, if you're, if you're concerned about it and you're, you're trying to perform well at the event, um, just take a few minutes, uh, practice it, you know, practice, you know, practice your placement and then go through your first turn movement and see how it works out for you. So I, it's really not that bad. Um, once you get used to it, what, you know, I've been, I've actually been doing it a bunch on TTS lately with some guys. We actually built a set in TTS. Oh, cool. Um, and you know, everyone who's the first time they've done it, they're a little uncomfortable with it. after you do it once or twice, you start to get the flow of it really easily. And if you do want that last minute, you know, practice or rehearsal, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, uh, there's still a few tickets left for the Vanguard Tactics Workshop, which is the Thursday before. And they're playing on the 40K Champs tables using the 40K Champs terrain, kind of just doing drills, basically. You got Steven Box of Vanguard Tactics just doing simple drills and, of course, going over some bigger you know, bigger picture tactics. But one of the things they will hone on is player-optimized terrain and, and, and how to kind of leverage that to your advantage. Yep. All right. Cool. Leo, I think it's time for the hard-hitting questions that we haven't yes. gotten to yet. Buckle up, buddy. Um, 
Uh, one second right before we do that, though, yeah. uh, I do want to stress to everyone that at the end of the event, when we send out the survey for like feedback and everything, we do pay attention to it. That's why Player Optimized Terrain has gone through different iterations as we've gone over the past few events. If you have legitimate, I guess, concerns or like suggestions, make sure you put it in there. Yeah. So that way we can go ahead and adjust it because these events are for you guys. We want you to have fun. We want you to come to our events and know exactly what you're getting into and have that fun that you're spending yep. your weekend. Doing. Yep. I mean, so, the, the, the obvious example in all of this is, uh, I think early on in the, the train system, heavy cover was, was pretty widely used. Mm -hmm. There was some concern expressed in the, the post event surveys and you ended up removing a lot of that keyword. Right. Yeah. Right. And then even after the Las Vegas team tournament, like that was its own special style of keywords on everything specifically to fit the team format. A lot of people said that even still there was a, too much obscuring, which I didn't think that was a thing. Uh, so I they even must not back. have seen the WTC tables. Oh man, that was that was an interesting packet. Like I, I that's a lot of information going on there. Yeah. But, but 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 that's how we got to this point, though, right, guys? Because of the survey is how this current iteration of the player optimized train came from. This is from four or five events over the year that that you know from players telling us this is what they want so so of course after lvo we'll have that many more uh that much more feedback to adjust it moving into the 2022 season but yeah like leo that's a great point please fill out that survey at the end of the event so that yep, we can yep. keep on making it better yep all right um, now i'm so, ready for these questions all right so can yeah. infantry swarms and beasts enter ruins with completely blocked line of sight to the interior Ooh. Uh, so based on the keywords they can move wherever they want as long as they have the breachable scalable they can go ahead and move in there all right now not a lot of our terrain features are completely enclosed, so it shouldn't come up as often as you might think. Yep. But by the rules created by James Workshop, <laughs> they will be allowed. Because remember, a lot of folks are, this is like the, I, I, I'm going to trigger someone right now. Um, people are, are worried about magic boxes coming back. But remember that magic boxes were also part of the addition where the first floor was always considered line of sight blocking. Um, right. which is not the case anymore in ninth edition. So a lot of the terrain features are able to be seen into them. You might have to move to get an angle, um, but a lot of the terrain features do have windows into those first floors to see into areas where you could be hiding some models. So you're not completely obscured in many cases. Right. And also as a player myself, I have to say that these are things you have to account for no matter what event you go to, depending on what terrain they have. So it's part of list construction to be able to deal with those kind of things where people might be stuck in somewhere and you got to dig them out. Yep. Uh, the next question, um, cause I think we covered, we did cover, I kind of spun into the next one, which yep. was, um, well, the bottom portion of the be considered line of sight blocking or true line of sight. It's true line of sight. Um, and I think we've, well, the confusion gets there because of, uh, of 40, uh, the GW, right. Using the acrylic basis that yep. does, block line of sight with with the flg terrain the the base is like you said it's true line of sight so the base yep. is not blocking line of sight at all well unless unless the base has the obscuring keyword correct right right so the base itself referencing kicker is uh the the games workshop terrain yes. has that front wall that they tried to plastic card over all the holes yeah um but sometimes those would fall off in the event and they just wanted to be clear up front that those were meant to be blocked all the time um so the the keywords still apply all the way to the edge of the base of that piece of terrain so if you are drawing line of sight over a a base of a ruin that has the obscuring keyword, that base would still obscure. Yeah. Correct, That's Leo? Correct. Okay. That is very correct. 
Um, if so I cool. had all the time in the world, I would love to like start boarding up windows. Unfortunately, I <laughs> oh come on, you can do that, that for us. Right? Can we make him do it outside? He was complaining yeah. about not getting outside enough lately. Oh, I've been outside in the cold quite a bit. Like right. it's Vegas cold, but that's still, Vegas cold. Still kind of uh, cold. We got two more terrain questions, and then we'll the, move on. I got some more listener one. questions at the end. Yeah, <laughs> charging one. So, um, can you charge through walls? Yeah. Can a model standing one point oh one inches from a wall be unchargeable because nothing can get in yeah. engagement range? That's a good question. Uh, as far as I understand, according to the official rules, that is how that can work. Um, yep. I don't want to say what the LVO ruling is because no one likes interactivity. So I don't know if the judges specifically have referenced saying that that is yes, the case or no, it cannot be done. Uh, so check the FAQ once the judges push it out. Right. Well, I think there's a few things to remember here. One, um, the, the wall actually does have some thickness. The current rule for, for combat is within one inch. So mm -hmm. if you, you know, I think the scenario they're referencing is I put some infantry in a building. It's, uh, reachable for my infantry to go into it but leo you're charging a knight at me um or something to that effect where you can't uh, get within one inch of my base because of where i positioned in the wall of the terrain that infantry would would be uh not accessible by that unit um again remembering that a lot of these terrain features are, are going to have windows so they can be shot um but the other thing i think the referencing is if you were saying same scenario i have orcs in, in a piece of terrain and you're trying to charge guardsmen in it's 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 theoretically possible to put a piece of a, a model in a space where you can't fit the other model without a clipping through the wall. But in, in like 90% of those scenarios, you can always just charge up a level and have that five inch vertical engagement and fight them from there. That is true. Yeah. So um, definitely if that's a question that comes up in your game, get the judges involved if you're concerned. Uh, but uh, in the current rule set um, for just the game in general, there's a lot of ways to work around it to really make a model not completely unchargeable um, as long as you have something that can go into those breachable terrains, which is probably something you should think about when you're writing your list. Because if you write a list with nothing that can go into breachable terrain, you might yeah. not have the best day. Ouch, yeah. Hey, uh, ask Leo the uh, the question about the defense. Yeah, line. Uh, was defense line as a keyword left out on purpose, and if so, why? Uh, there wasn't anything really that we have that would like aesthetically fit defense line. Yeah, we have some <laughs> barriers, but when you kind of just start throwing those on the table, that makes things a little wonky for playing. So yeah. we just decided to leave those off. If you do see barriers on the table, those probably need to be put on the area bases just to give like some more three-dimensional space on it but there there wasn't anything really that we wanted to use defense line on all right all right well um hang out with us for a minute leo we're going to go through the itc recap and then we're going to get to the uh the end of our listener questions so uh let's see uh a magical tech priest richard can you make pull up our go away and pull up our itc rankings <laughs> No. Coming, okay. Coming. What? A... It's coming. It's oh, coming. It's coming. Oh my! Start. Was, start taking us to, to he it. He was talking to people in chat too much and All not right. talking to us and doing yeah. his job. Tech priest can't multitask. What? Uh, yeah. Seth, take us into the comp forty k comp if you can. Okay. There we go. So, um, for the forty k competitive track, uh, not a lot of motion over the holidays here, folks. So number one is still John Lennon. Uh, number two, Brad Chester. Number three, Sean Naden. Number four, Manny Chima. And number five, Jack Harpster. I have it on good authority that all five of these gentlemen will be at LVO. Yep. Uh, moving on to the hobby track, we got uh, number one, uh, JT Steiger, number two, Lee Harris, number three, Scott Boucher, number four, Jacob Thayer, which I have heard is not going to be at LVO, making me sad for a fellow mm. work player not making it, and number five, Noah Beto. 
going down to AOS competitive, we've got number one, Gavin Gragar, number two, Caleb Walters, number three, uh, William Saltz, number four, Anthony Trentinelli, and number five, Yuri Shinavana. Mm, I can't say that well. Sorry, Yuri. You did it better than me, man. Jeez. Um, and then AOS Hobby Track, wrapping it up with number one, Derek Page, number two, Nick Garcia, number three, Ian Wood, number four, Christopher Hernandez, and number five, No Aquino. And there we have oh. it. The ITC recap. <laughs> Moving back down to, to our listener questions. We got some LVO questions, Kicker. Oh, yeah. Michael from Houston asks, will the hall be open for gaming on Thursday of LVO? Okay, guys. So we will be setting up Thursday. The hall will not be open to the public till 4 p.m. So hopefully everything will be set up at that point. At 4 p.m. early, you know, you can go register, check in, do all that, get your swag. That will happen at 4 p.m. The exhibitor hall should be open at 4 p.m. But the gaming hall, the 40 Key Champs Hall, will still be getting set up. And the tables that will be available uh, at that time will only be allowed for the uh, the Vanguard Tactics Workshop class. So there will not be open playing. Don't count on there being open playing. Sorry, guys. But um, I can't explain everything. But you'll want to stick around Thursday because there'll probably be some other stuff to do. That something, something fun and exciting, Kicker. Something fun and exciting. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, not open I think, play. I think Leo and Kicker are going to lead us in a Broadway rendition yeah, of, of, course. of Cats. Is that correct? There. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be Cats. Yes. Yes. That's yes. what we're doing. But uh, but yeah. So sadly, there will not there will, do not count on forty uh, on open play. Um, and m most likely the, the actual gaming halls will be closed to the All public. Right. All right. Um, we have another live question that came in because yes, oh. Chad, I was watching your questions. Thanks. Uh, dear cast members in regards to table terrain, but first, how does Seth keep his wolf beard so trimmed and proper? <laughs> um, I have a very, uh, cheap electric trimmer that I, every once in a while, just, uh, clean the baby up with and then uh, I, I just i do a, a straight or a nice razor for everything else but leo what do you do about your, your yeah look at leo's there? beast yeah. of a beard here rugged uh, beard well when i'm not trying to hide my double chin that's coming in <laughs> uh, i typically also use an electric razor and trim it up uh, obviously i've been letting it go a little wild on the cheeks here but it'll be cleaned up i'll look nice for everyone at home. Yeah, uh, the next question is, uh, let's say I'm playing against a nasty orc player such as Seth. He takes a deep breath and is about to call his wog. Should I steal his thunder and yell wog um, or does oh, uh, my army wog? I sort of love that. I kind of love stealing the orc thunder. Like, I think that's like an interception there. I, I love it. Just just do it. Yes, do that. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big power move. I, yeah. I really I'm going to I'm going to call out the LVO attendees right now. I was disappointed in the the New Orleans FLG attendees. Um, I led a few wogs, but no one else seemed to lead their own wogs. Um, I need more orc players wogging. It's that that communal wog that's going to get us all <laughs> that, that energy we need to make it into the the, the, the shadow round and then into the, the finals. It is interesting though, right? Like some events, it's really a thing. Like yeah. you just that that's just the way it is at that event. So I, I don't know. Maybe we should take some bets. I mean, what does chat think? Is LVO going to be a wall friendly environment or not? Yeah. Oh, here comes our tech priest. What's uh, the tech priest thing? Run some has, data. Has an orc player ever won ITC? I'm just asking for a friend. I don't. I mean, yeah. There was there was a guy that used orc models that won. Hmm. That, it sounds like a no. Seth, does that count? I think, no. I think that, no. that should count. It does not. Well, that's count. because we're not uh, wogging hard enough. That Do you hear that, everyone? It we are not be. wogging hard enough. <laughs> Uh, we have some concerns about some of our hungover attendees. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have to take what advantages we can get with the Orc Codex. <laughs> oh, but, but boo, Leo, boo. Leo, <laughs> do you, 
do you have you seen any orcs even like come on there have been some close close calls for orcs making it uh i was pretty sure that jeff pool yeah. made it to the top eight last year yeah. with orcs yeah, yeah. And, and not and, last year wasn't there, was, wasn't there an orc <laughs> in the final at, at new orleans right wasn't yeah there yeah, yeah. mark perry in new orleans was a yeah. the barefooted orc himself yeah there we go oh, this, right. this could be your that, year it could yeah, yeah. yeah it's my year that's right um next question this is a good one uh is it true steven box will be arm wrestling reese as part of the coaching session yeah i'm pretty sure that that's uh that's part of the schedule i think it happens oh. after the first uh intermission the first little like lunch back, i mean back i mean i think we need to get him on stage we can get him oiled <laughs> up and like a whole hype video what do you guys put it think? on stream <laughs> Just uh, put that on stream for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, th this also requires Venmoing me personally five dollars, so <laughs> I can try and like grease the wheels to really make it happen. And there then literally there. grease Reese. Oh, right. Oh yeah. I I'm sure Reese would be totally cool with it. I mean, it'd be fun. Yeah. He's all. They're both all about fitness. I mean, yeah, come on. Let's. We can make this happen. We can make this happen. We can make. This <laughs> all right. Happen. That's all the uh, the live questions I had from chat. Chat. If you got any more, throw them in for the evening. Um, but do you boys have any final thoughts before we send this bad boy to bed? Leo, quick, quick, quick. Why don't you just tell people like how many boxes of terrain have you been manhandling this past week? I know that you're basically because people I didn't really think we really introduced you. Oh. You are the terrain guy like that is your main focus all this month is just terrain. Uh, you're talking about like hundreds of boxes every day just dealing with it, right? Uh, not every day. Not every day. Uh, since uh, Chris has taken over the secondhand shop for me. Yeah. So anyone that was dealing with me, sorry, I won't be answering <laughs> your emails or handing out quotes anymore or anything of that nature. So you've got a, you've got a new daddy. Yeah. Um, but is, is uh, the new daddy more or less generous than you? Uh, I actually don't know how he started running things, but the best way to find out is uh, send in a quote and All right. try and Let's deal with out. the secondhand I got some towel. I got to move. Hey, hey, but, oh, but, yeah. but Leo, maybe you can, you can like, you know, you know, let the listeners know that there so, might be some colored terrain. Is that true? Will we have some? Oh, no, there, uh, there, there is definitely plans to have the, the new FLG colored terrain Great. sets for people to play is, on at the is, event. Are they going to be for sale? Uh, uh, I don't know for sure that, but there are some interesting things that might be for sale at the LVO. Oh, dude, 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 dude. Okay, guys, guys, no, seriously. If you're at LVO, they're kind of like we surprised you at New Orleans with a surprise kind of product. Uh, while you're at the LVO, look around. There will be something new that has yet to be announced that will be there. It will be right in your face. I'm sure you'll see it. And uh, I think we might be selling some of those, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think the plan is definitely to be selling as much as we can, and okay. that thing will be on the the merchandise list. Okay, cool, that cool. Thing. So, yeah, it's we're not it's announcing a singular it. thing. It's a singular thing. I figured it out, guys. We have no plans to announce it. You just have to go find it's the it. FLG official arm wrestling table. They're debuting <laughs> it with the Steven Box Reese match. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well, Leo, thank you for all your hard work. Seriously, getting us yeah. to this point for LVM. We, we, we did forget one important question kicker. Yeah, yeah, shoot. It's your question. Oh, it's my question? Oh, my What's gosh. How did we forget this? Leo, Leo, this is critical. Yeah, yeah. One of our chat members asked. Uh, I can't believe I forgot this. I am so sorry, Leo. Please do not <laughs> me for forgetting to uh, honor you with this question. Leo, what is your favorite sugary breakfast cereal? Go. Uh, it's actually a toss-up between Fruity Pebbles and Lucky Charms. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. I can. I can Lucky Charms. People yeah. don't say Lucky, Lucky Charms? Charms enough. Um, you, you, okay. Yeah. True story. I just bought a bag of Lucky Charm only marshmallows. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Like I got it at yeah. Walmart. 
it's it's well, that's that's too much. You need to have the the grain some in sort of fiber. Least not feel, you need some feel fiber. entirely guilty about something. it all. Something. <laughs> Kicker puts so much other crap in his cereal though, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Well, I've been there when he makes his breakfast in the morning. It's <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, it's a sight. Yes. It's it yes. looks almost like a parfait of cereal. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Um, I think there's one question that came in from chat uh, okay. from Up Gun Burst Cannons about what percentage of the tables will have area terrain. Um, I think you just got to go check your your packet and check your keywords yeah. there. But most most pieces, um, I can't even remember what number it is. Yeah, most of the tables will have some section of area terrain. Yeah, um, I think the orc table will not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, most of them will have at least one area terrain for each player. Yep. And then our beautiful uh, AdMech producer in the background uh, just dropped the link for the player packet, but check that. Uh, But you'll see. And and so the number of pieces will vary by table. So you can check that out there. Oh, Um, hey, this is important. Just so people know, generally tables will have between nine to 12 pieces of terrain. Mm -hmm. So each person will be able to manipulate four to five pieces themselves. Not not an obscene number like a certain packet that came out today that I had to sit there and count and was like, is that 20 pieces on a piece of table? Uh, I believe it's 16, and I've never played on their table before, but if, if that's what the community is rolling with, and that's awesome. I just, hey, I don't want to deal with that much. Room. One last thing, I just got a text. That's like message. an extra tub per table for you. <laughs> well, I, I, I just got a text message from one of our guys. Um, the, the Frontline Gaming judges have asked us kindly that players, if they have questions, should go through the form. There is a form, the link's on the packet. Yep. So if you have yep, questions they're... regarding your army list, your models, questions about the game in general, just email don't email them submit that form because that will be publicly viewable their yep. the response is publicly viewable and, and blah 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 blah. so just yep. please guys use that form yep. use the form because I, I there were a few people that i tried to get back with that um may have submitted their uh rules questions through our link for the uh show tonight which is not what we're here for you don't want me answering a rules question you want the rule the the rules guys over the judge team answering that not we me, can make so. up something but yeah i mean um, we could the answer is whatever helps orcs the most <laughs> and, and on that note guys leo thank you so much for coming on, on 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 the air today and thank you seriously for for literally months of work of getting the train ready i know that there's still a few more weeks left for you to build stuff but we're, we're getting there man we're getting there we're so close yeah everyone, everyone back on signals guys everyone uh everyone give give leo a good uh good hearty clap on the shoulder when you see him because boy howdy he's done a lot to make this this uh event run so i'm anxious to see you buddy um, I'm anxious to see you, Kicker. Uh, but I am tired, guys. So I think it's time to wrap this one up. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Front Like. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.